All right, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time it is where you're listening to this, and welcome to the Halloween Horror Nights 2022 episode one of Question Mark of the Two Key Geeks podcast. We have two special guests today and only one geek. Unfortunately, this year, as we've always done, Daniel was not able to go with us to Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, That doesn't mean he's not going to go. However, for the time being, he could not go when we went. So with me today, I have my wife, Kathy. Say hi. Hi. And Josh Madden, our friend from Louisiana, who drove down and met us for Horror Nights this year. And almost every year. (laughs) Yeah, try to. And most every year, yes. Uh, A little bit of background. We have been living in Florida now. I've been here... Ten and a half years, going on 11. Kathy's been here 10. And we started doing Horror Nights. I think we talked about it this weekend. We started going maybe two years after we moved here. I think so. Somewhere around two years after we moved here. Uh, Daniel used to come down from Louisiana and go to Horror Nights. He would meet us or fly in or whatever the case may be. Now he's lived here for five years. And except for COVID 2020 when they didn't have it, I don't think we've missed one in quite a long time. Fun. It would be nice to pull up, like, I don't know if you can do that while, while we're talking, but if you got a laptop there, and I said, like, pull up, pull up all the years, because I, I never can tell which one. I can't remember which ones I went to. It's, uh, I know, I feel like I've been to seven or so, but I don't remember what they were. I'd have to, like, see the list of houses to tell you. Yeah, I, and like I, I, like I already said, like, I've already forgotten what we went to two weeks ago, so I may not, that may not even help. Yeah, I, I have it all mostly in the t-shirts I bought that year. That's, Gotcha. That's pretty much how we do it. So, so there is a point to the memorabilia. Gotcha. Absolutely. Because I don't <laughs> usually wear black t-shirts in Florida. That's kind of uh, self-punishing. So they usually sit in the closet until it's time to go to another horror night. So gotcha. we went to horror nights on Saturday, September 10th, which was super, super early for us. We usually go right around Kathy's birthday, which is the 3rd of October. So usually we try to go... The weekend before, the weekend after, whichever one I'm off work for. And this year that just didn't work out. Uh, Kathy's having a little minor operation actually tomorrow and would definitely not be up for the walking and all that. I think, what we wind up walking for this one? About 15 miles that day? I believe so. So it was quite a bit of walking. And so we didn't think that she would be up for that that soon. If you wait too far into October, then it's just too packed. So we went on September 10th. That was the second weekend that the Horror Nights was open. They opened it, I think, early this year. The first weekend in September, it was open. That is not typically, at least the way I remember it, they don't usually open it that early. But they did this year. It's only open, I think, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the first couple weeks of September. And then eventually it goes seven days a week. So that was... Again, the second weekend open. We had some friends who went the first weekend, I believe. Your coworkers. Yes, um, they went for. It was Labor Day weekend, and the single riders group gets discounts at the hotel, and so they just get a bunch of people together, and so they went up for that. Yeah, so we went up on Friday night, got into the room. Josh, you drove from Louisiana, which what was that for you? About twelve, thirteen That's, hours. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's about. It's you if you go straight 
like I, and I'm coming, you know, from north northeast Louisiana, so it's it's like 11 and a half hours. But if you stop at all, you know, if you stop and eat somewhere and actually, you know, get out of the vehicle to eat, you're talking 12 12 hours to 12 and a half. I think it was about 12 and a half for me. I was taking my time a little bit. So yeah. So by the time you got there, you were pretty worn out because you drove that straight through. You didn't. I mean, you yeah, didn't. That, yeah. I got there the night before, so we we went to the park. We went to uh, Hard Nights on on that Saturday. So I got there, you know, a little bit after midnight, I guess on. Uh, um, on that Friday or, you know, Saturday AM. So, so yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's not a bad, it's not a bad drive. Um, but yeah, when, you know, you don't want to, and I've done it in the past where I've like gone driven the day of, or something like that, or flown the day. It's like, I never recommend traveling the, the same day you're going to do something. Usually I it's think just, it's just, it's exhausting. You know, what was that four or five years ago that you flew in and the flight oh, was delayed and you got in that like was the worst travel experience of my life. I missed, that was my fault. Totally my fault. I missed my flight out of new Orleans because I, uh, I reread, I, re- I, I read the ticket wrong. Uh, it's, I was looking at the arrival time into like Atlanta instead of the departure time from New Orleans. So I get up that morning, I'm about to leave and I look at my ticket and I realize, you know, I'm already an hour too late. So I, I drive on to New Orleans anyway, thinking maybe there's a miracle and the, the flight's delayed or something. But the flight was pretty much taking off right as I pulled up to the airport. Um, and uh, they assured me, I asked him, I'm like, okay, if I get on standby for the next flight, I, I will be able to make it on through to Orlando, right? And they were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. No problem at all. So I'm like, okay, all right, let's do this. So I, I get on the flight. I dr- we, we fly to either Dallas or Houston. And I'm sitting there and to, to on standby to get on the next flight to Orlando. And it's one of those things that I don't know how it's even possible, but they overbook a flight, which is ridiculous. How do you ta- how do you sell more seats than there are on the plane? So the flight was already like overbooked by 20 or 30 people. So I did not get on that flight, as did some people who also had tickets. So I'm sitting there in the, in the airport, just kind of steaming because like they screwed me over in this in the sense. But again, still keep thinking back, it's my fault. I missed the flight because I'm stupid. Um, but uh, so I'm going out of the ticket counter and asking and everything, and it gets to a point where it looks like the the latest flight I can catch is like a eight o'clock flight or something. It's ridiculous, and I'm trying to get there to do the park that same night. So y'all are probably already in the park by this point. Horror Nights has already started, and I'm still in. Dallas or Houston. By some miracle, I get on this flight um, and I land in, in Orlando at like midnight. Get a taxi, get to the park, and I have an hour and a half to do everything. So yeah, I uh, they, they were kind enough to give me a um, a free express pass, which was nice of them. And if so I remember I think, correctly, you were able to do at I least two four. or three. Four. I feel like I did four, maybe. Okay. Uh, I think I did four, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a whirlwind, though. I was basically running from one to the other. It seemed like to make it to make it happen. Um, and then we went back to the hotel, got up for like a, I can't remember, like a ten o'clock flight. I was in I was in Orlando for like fourteen hours or something. It was right. just it was stupid. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the worst ex- travel experience I've ever, I've ever had. But again, my fault. But at the same time, that's also why. I don't like to fly anymore. I will drive anywhere that is within a day travel. Yeah, I think you've driven every time since then. After that, I think you were pretty much done with flying. Yeah, I don't don't like to fly in general, like anywhere. 
I go on these trips with my buddies, and we just got back from our, our trip to Vegas. Um, and it, these trips are another reason I don't like to. I, I've driven a couple of those. We, we had one in Denver, and I drove out there for that. We had one in L.A., and I drove out there for that, which was the farthest. That was two days driving. But, uh, yeah, we've, there was, there's been many occasions where we've got had flights delayed. We've got stuck in airports. We got you know stuck in Houston uh, overnight and had to rent a car and drive back. You know, And same thing in New Orleans. That happened to us. So I just I don't trust airlines anymore to get you where they're supposed to be getting you and plus their policies are so ridiculous that the flight again the time that i was trying to go out to orlando i was trying to leave you know i, I knew i knew there's no way i'm going to make it in time to to really do the park so i tried to talk to the airline i'm like can y'all just fly me back to new orleans and i'll just go home um but they're like no we can't do that we have to get you to your destination before we can do anything else so even though you might get there a day late that they still have to send you all the way which, which doesn't makes make any no sense. sense yes no exactly i'm like put me on standby back to new orleans and, and they're like, oh we can't do that you know so yeah I, i'm not a fan of uh air travel it's definitely convenient in some cases i mean i would not want to drive to san francisco but uh also don't want to get stuck you know so Anyway. Well, it, we're glad you made it. We're glad your drive went well. Um, it's always a good time. We try to schedule this every year when everybody can do it, but this year Daniel and Carrie weren't available. Uh, Daniel was, but Carrie was traveling or was coming back from something. It just between my work schedule and their work schedule and everybody else's schedule. So we kind of just picked a weekend that you didn't have uh, any shows booked and we right. got on with it. So it was good. We. This was the first time I actually made it early enough to be like inside the park for like the, the holding area. Yes, so we actually, Kathy and I got up that morning and went to Volcano Bay because we've been trying to take advantage of that when we can. We hadn't been to go, been able to go for a while because of her medical stuff, so it was nice to get to go over there. We really just ran over there and did like four or five things and then left, didn't we? We did, yeah. We got to ride the aqua coaster three times that day, which is pretty unheard of. It usually gets pretty busy, um, but we did that and a couple laps in the Lazy River and one other slide. So, so what's... What, 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 what do y'all think about Volcano Bay in, in particular as far as like, you know, like if somebody were to ask you and they'd never done it before, what's what do you think is the best part about it? I mean, is I it mean, worth I it? Think it? I think it's really nice that as a water park, you're not stuck waiting in line because they have bracelets that they give you when you come in. And when you go to a ride that has a wait time, it might be 15 minutes or it can get up to three hours. And <clears> if you really want to get some stuff done, you just check in at that one ride and then you go and do whatever else is available at the time. You can do the wave pool, the lazy river or anything that's considered ride now, which is basically, you know, usually a five or 10 minute wait. Um, so it's, it's virtual line is what they call it. it right. It is, is it, that's yes. like the, yeah. So, so. I, yeah. And then Disney does that as well. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious why, why Universal's not doing this as well, but I don't know. I'm sure there's logistic reasons, but, um, yeah, that that I remember when I, when I went with Carrie, that was that was my favorite part of it was that idea that like even on the rides that seem like they're the you know the slides that seem like they're the most backed up, just hit your watch on that thing and uh, go ride the lazy river for you know an hour or whatever until you get the ding, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a very immersive park as well. I like it a lot. We miss uh, Wet and Wild. That was the classic, the the OG water park that uh, the Dockside and Surfside hotels are built on the grave of Wet and Wild, which is where we usually stay and where we stayed this time was Dockside. So um, we miss that park, but Volcano Bay is a, a pretty 
I would have to say it's one of the highest in water parks that at least I've ever been to. So right. we went over there for a little while. You stayed so you could sleep in a little bit since you didn't get in until after midnight. And right. then we all got up and took the bus over to the park. I believe it was around three, right? right. Something like that. Yeah. And then, of course, as, as always is the case, I'm trying to get, get in and something's wrong. So I had to go... Um, it was it was showing that my season pass was like I had replaced it, which is it could have happened. I because I went to the park back in December and I might have left my pass at home, so I could have had a new one made. And the, maybe the one I brought this time was old. So y'all went in the park. Luckily this time it was it didn't take them long at all, and there wasn't a big line or anything, so I was able to fix that and get a new uh, pass and get on get on in there. And I, I think. You know, so yeah, 3.30 maybe at the latest we were we were in the park. Yeah, it wasn't bad, and uh, we didn't do a ton of stuff when we got to the park, but we did, uh, we hit up E.T., which is pretty classic. You always have to do that. I think, I, I don't remember if we did E.T. first or if we did other stuff, but I, I, I want to say we did E.T. first. What's the, Now, what's the story with E.T.? That's, um, uh, Spielberg says they can't. Like they they have to keep it there, or how's how's it? The lore is is Spielberg allows Universal to have the IP rights for Jurassic Park and his other movie franchises, and that if they uh -huh. do anything with ET, that he'll pull those rights, and then they won't have that stuff anymore either. Now, I don't know how true that is, but it is. Yeah. I mean, it holds a little bit of water because ET is the only original ride from yeah, Universal that ride still exists. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you, you, when you go to uh, you know Disneyland in California, there's tons of that. I mean, there are so many old rides that you know Walt Disney himself you know was in on designing and all this stuff. And and I don't know. Maybe if I had some kind of nostalgia for riding those. Maybe I would understand it, but I don't because they are the most boring fucking rides. It's like, you know, get in this car and we're going to drive you through the world of uh, fucking, you know, uh, what's 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 the one of the lamest ones? Um, I mean, Peter Pan's actually kind of cool because it's got forced perspective stuff like E.T., but uh, the Roger Rabbit one was just dumb as fuck. Um, the, the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is great because you end up in hell. That's great. Um, but, uh, but some of these other ones, I guess like the classic stuff, you know, I don't know if there was, I can't remember if there was a Snow White or a Cinderella or one of those, uh, rides like that. But basically you're just in a little car that doesn't do anything, drives you through this where they just recap the whole story, uh, of the movie and then you're done. And that's the end of the ride. And I'm like, I, that, you know, E.T.'s not like that because E.T. recaps the story in the first half of the ride and then it suddenly gets on fucking magic mushrooms for the rest of it. And it does. It goes way out in left field. Right. There were a lot of drugs involved in making that ride. And I think it's important that we keep it around just to remind us what happens when you, you know, don't do right. drugs, kids. But or, or do or do drugs. Just make sure you design rides when you're yeah. doing it. Yeah, right. it's fine. I, I'll tell you a ride that they did not do drugs when they designed, and that is Fast and the Furious because... The line oh, was short, and we wrote it this time, and I didn't even put it on the outline because, once again, that's how forgettable this ride is. Um, I think they were doing steroids and human growth hormones or something like that when they were designing that, but nothing nothing that actually made their creativity any better. No, and, and you could tell just going through the queues and like the, the, the two rooms where they stage you and have their little skits or whatever, like the people even working there knew that this ride was full of crap. They they just right. kind of phoned it in. I, and 
I picture a room full of bros just high-fiving each other like, hey, dude, we're going to make a – it's going to be a party in the garage, and we're going to use, like, uh, holograms for, for the people. Like, yeah, dude, high-five. Uh, but I don't understand any creativity process that went into that ride. It just – it feels like it was designed by people who are not creative. No, it's – That's what it felt like. It, it, it is a travesty to Twister and Disaster, which we gave up to get that abomination of a ride. Right. But we did ride it because there was literally no line and we didn't have that much else to do. We had well, time to it, kill. It was raining yeah. also. Yeah. And we wanted yeah. to try to stay out of the rain. So And it was right it was right next to the holding area where we were needed to be. So we were like, you know, we don't have to walk too far away. But but you know what? I still regret it. I you know, I don't I don't know that Fast and the Furious is a viable alternative to getting rained on. I, <sighs> no, it, it's, it's, it's a, bad. It's a toss up. The the now, line is the best part of the ride, and that's saying something. Now, one thing that we did ride that we very much enjoyed was the mummy. Yes, uh, always. The, the mummy's been closed all summer for renovations and upgrades and things, and it still felt like the same old mummy ride to me. Yeah, I, I'll be I'll be honest. Like I said at that, at that day, like I did not notice anything different about it at all. You know, um, I I think that the stops were a little bit smoother. They didn't quite jerk you around as much. Um, I will say the one thing I did notice right away that I'm a little disappointed about is when you come around the corner and he's trying to warn you that the mummy's coming, the door used to come off and the mummy would come out and hold his hand right. out. There's and an animatronic guy that looks like he's like a tour guide or something or a tourist and he's trying to warn you and he's he's wrapped up in bandages like a mummy and there's a big sarcophagus next to him. And as he's trying to warn you, it used to, the sarcophagus would open up and the mummy would pop out and now it's just a sarcophagus. Yeah, and they had like projected something onto. They projected. Him. They projected like these eyes onto the sarcophagus, which was lame. Yeah. Um, the now the pass holders group has said that sometimes they've ridden it and the mummy has actually come yes, out of there. I was about so. to say I think I've seen it both ways because uh, I've seen it that way before this time, and I think it's just like when something's wrong with that animatronic mummy, they just project the eyes so that they still got something you know it, in place of it. The ride was still technically in, it had signs up for technical rehearsal, so I feel like maybe yeah. we'll get the mummy back. Maybe he was in the shop getting a little bit of a refresh, but the mummy is one of the best rides there. It's a great dark coaster. It was, I thought it was a little bit smoother than it has been in the past. Like Kathy said, I, I, I definitely thought it was a little smoother, maybe a little well, bit faster. I know they changed having, some of the track. Having ridden it for, I, I mean, because it's the exact same, almost the exact same ride in L.A. So between Orlando and L.A., I bet I've ridden the Mummy probably a hundred times. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it, with me for sure, it doesn't jar me anymore because I know exactly where to brace. Yeah, true. So, so uh, knowing that, none of those stops really ever surprise me. So I'm like, I always know when it's about to do it. Um, but yeah, like I said, that that being said, it, it could have been smoother, but I didn't really, I didn't really recognize anything the only thing that i noticed was they had digitally cleaned up the old footage of brendan brendan fraser at the at the end of the ride um yes it did not look like it was playing on a vcr anymore right, that was nice exactly. it, it looked really really good i'm glad yeah. we kept them because uh you know he always needs his cup of coffee so well they took him away he was not originally at the beginning part of the ride you see him talking and that was the whole setup for the coffee joke 
Yes, and now it's all the and videos were not. different. So yeah, they they changed it to a bunch of like, well, it obviously had been reshot. This was new stuff that they shot with people acting like they were on a movie set or something like that. I guess they were supposed to be like his assistant or something. Um, but yeah, anyway, one thing one thing stays, one thing goes. Um, I think, especially with the resurgence of, of like everybody loving loving Brendan Fraser right now, um, I don't think that I don't think the mummy's going anywhere for a while. As far as the ride goes, I don't think there's going to be any major updates to it. Um, it's a great, it's a great ride. Why, why, I mean, why fuck with it? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they need to mess with perfection. It's one of the best rides in the park for sure, and I think they should just maintain it and leave it alone. It's, uh, it's a classic. We had a great time. So, we knocked out ET. We knocked out Fast and the Furious, and then the Mummy. I believe during that time we stuck our heads in the tribute store. Yeah, I can't we, recall we them. Through, uh, we walked through right, uh, probably right either before or after we did the mummy because it's right next to it. So yeah, the, they had a lot of good stuff this year. They had some more of the wax molds. Every year they seem to change those up, and that's really cool if you're into old school retro the, Halloween stuff. The the, the uh, themed like Halloween food looked good, but it seemed it was, the portions were really small, like like desserts, cookies, stuff like that. Portions were seemed to be very small. And the prices were quite a bit more than just like the regular dessert stuff. So I mean, I don't know if that was worth it, but it was cool to see what they would do for like that. It was neat to see. I don't think we got anything in the in the store itself. No, we did get. I bought this year's pass holder Horror Nights pin, and then I picked up some of the Halloween mystery pins. Those were cool. Um, but we didn't really. We got a couple of shirts. Kathy, you got your shirt at the hotel, I think, and then. Yeah, but I didn't love the fit of it, so I ended up actually returning my shirt this year. Yeah, she just didn't find one that she liked the way it fit, so I ended up yeah. picking up this year's shirt with all the houses on the back at the... I think I got it at the Tribute Store, and we just threw it in our backpack. Um, the how weather... Much, how much are they? How much are they there? Like, the I think shirts. they're like $24.95, something like that, 25 bucks. With the... With the yeah, so that another... Tip, folks, is it again? You know, what I always tell you, if you're going to go to the park more than twice a year, just get a season pass because it's it's about the same amount of money as going to the park twice. Um, yes, but, and, uh, and you, with our preferred, we get yeah. If the you discount. have the preferred, you get the oh, was it like ten percent or something like that. Anything which it adds up. I mean, I would imagine in the course of a day, if you're going to you know, eat a couple times, and if you buy any kind of souvenir, you're going to you're going to end up saving at least ten or twelve bucks probably. Yeah, it, it does save so, some money. So we. Hit the store, and then we eased over to one of the Stay and Scream areas. They had quite a few of them. We actually went to the one at the Richter's Burgers and hung out there. Got to, something to snack on. that seemed to be on. like a, almost a secret because it's like there was huge people waiting in line to get in these other ones. And when we went to the, the, the little holding area that we were at, um, no, like nobody was there. And this was a ta- place full of tables and food. You know, and yep. I don't know why it wasn't just packed. It's One crazy. of the other places that we looked at was over by the crepe place, and it it had a line already. This was at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and we just decided to keep walking. And we found the one by Richter's, and it turned out to be really good. We were able to sit inside. Like Kathy had said, it had started raining when we went to the parks, and we kind of expected it to rain the entire night, which is. About 50% of the time that we go, that's what happens. That's just September, October in South Florida, or Florida in general. It's going to rain at least once a and day. It's, and it's so terrible during during the, some, you know, 
because if you're going inside to do anything, any of these rides that are inside, they're so super cooled with air conditioning that the rain when you're outside does not feel that bad or it doesn't feel that cold. But as soon as you walk in and you're wet, you're like just shivering. It's oh, yeah, ridiculous. You, you freeze. There's no way if you yes. get rained on that you get out of that without a cold. It happens every right. time. So that worked out. We stayed in Richter's, got, I think, some chili cheese fries you grabbed that were pretty good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain about them. They were okay. Um, yeah. For park food. They, they, when I was there, the, the, uh, when I was in line, the guy gave me like a little sample of some of the burger meat that they had just grilled up. And I'm like, that was really good. So that's why I, I ended up going back there later that night because the burgers were great. So can't complain. So we hung out there. We saw the line forming along the back of Richter's, like on the water side. So we saw the line forming and went out to see what that was and it turned out that they started the line for the blumhouse house inside the stay and scream area so eventually we went out there and just got in that line figured me as well and they opened up a little bit early the park actually if you were outside the park they weren't going to open the gates until about six o'clock and i think we got in at 5.45 maybe the yeah, line started moving. So. I feel like we were out of that first house about just a little bit after 6 probably. Yeah, it didn't take long. So yeah. we'll go through the houses and what we thought about them. We started, like I said, we got in the line for Blumhouse while we were still there in the Stay and Scream area. And that was the first house we saw. And this year the Blumhouse house was actually split into two basically small haunted houses one was for the movie freaky and the other one was for black phone which kathy and i had just watched we've never seen freaky so that one didn't hold a lot of water for me but uh overall i liked the black phone part it was middle of the road for me i enjoyed the house but it again having not seen one of the movies it didn't make a ton of sense i feel like the the freaky part of that house was probably pretty generic for any house based on a movie like that. Um, it's yeah. going to have the characters, and that's well, pretty much those, it. But... Both of those movies were just highly dependent on those masks. Right. Because in Freaky, it was like some you know ceremonial mask or something that the guy puts on when he starts killing. Um, and I can't remember if the mask was... Or, I know there was a dad... You know, you, y'all haven't seen the movie, but I know that there was either like some bewitched dagger or something that ended up making them swap bodies or i can't remember if it had something to do with the mask that they wore but either way um so yeah he's got this weird crude looking mask that's not scary you know it doesn't nothing about it scary so it's basically just a guy in a t-shirt and jeans with this mask on jumping out at you throughout that whole you know and the apple also since the girl was was killer for part of the movie so she's jumping out at you sometimes too um there was like i said the only i think that was the one that was the one I think where it showed her she's like stabbing a guy in the dick though y'all missed that I, I some I, I know I didn't hallucinate that um, she, she so she's like a teenager girl and she's you know got the mind of a serial killer in her from the movie so there's one scene where there's like a, a guy with like a, a football helmet or I think it was a football mascot what would you call it headpiece or whatever on on the guy and uh, he's laying down and he's bloody and she comes up and it's obviously a dummy in the, in the house, but she comes up with this dagger and just stabs him in the dick. And uh, that I got a kick out of that. But other than that, I don't remember anything about the freaky house really. That was memorable. No, I guess we did miss that. That was one thing. And I'll, I'll say something that that's blanket for this year because 2020, there was no 
real Halloween Horror Nights because of COVID. And then 2021, we had Halloween Horror Nights. But every single person in the haunted houses was behind plexiglass, which made it right. extremely predictable. Well, they had and, plexiglass plus they had masks. Yes, and it was hot garbage. This year, yet, yet, we had no, none of no that. One, right, yet, yet no one that was there last year in 2021, we didn't have to wear masks to be there. No. But the scarers, the performers, were wearing masks and were behind plexiglass. Yeah, that takes so, a lot of the... There's, yeah, there's no scare to be had because you know where everything's about to pop up because guess what? There's a piece of plexiglass right there. Yes, yeah, so um, we, we yeah, were that, really that glad. Obviously went, it went down as the worst Halloween Horror Nights, in my opinion, that I've, 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 that I've been to. Um, and I, you know, I appreciated that it, that they were trying you know, to bring it back that year after not having it the year before. Plus, it was a big one, though, wasn't it? It was like the 30th? Yeah, something? it was number 30 because 2020 was supposed to be 30 and right. it didn't happen so last year was 30 and it they really missed the mark on it we yeah. i mean we always have a good time because we get to hang out and do right. something we love doing but it was not that great uh and i didn't mention earlier but we learned a long time ago and i know if you listen to this podcast the eight of you who actually listen to it you know how much I hate VIP at Comic-Cons because the lines are just too long. Uh, we decided a long time ago, if you're going to go to Horror Nights, you cannot go without Express. If you want to go and see it and you don't live in Orlando where you can go five different nights, you have to have Express. So we did all have Express Pass for this year's Horror Nights as we have done, I think, every year we've ever yeah. gone. I think maybe we the have. first year it didn't or something, but 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 yeah, it's uh yeah like you said. It, again, when I was in L.A. and Horror Nights was going on, I uh I got the September pass, um which you know basically I could go any 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 night in September when they were doing it. Um, so yeah, I didn't I didn't bother with the Express pass because I knew if like if I don't see it this time, I'll come the next time and see it. So. Yeah, and that, was, that makes uh, sense because you were yeah. there the whole time. But and, it, and the September pass cost as much, or probably less, than a, than a, than the cost of one night plus an express pass. So I'm like, it's a no brainer, kind of. Yeah, you and may if, as well. If we lived a lot closer, we would absolutely mm. take advantage of that. But Ben has already mentioned our schedules are quite crazy most of the time, and we generally have only one weekend that we can go and do this. So we definitely want to be able to see everything, and that's what, the way to go. Yeah, so yeah. getting off of the sidebar and back onto the house, I, I thought the black foam part was pretty good. I enjoyed that movie a lot. I had not seen it. We watched it the week before we went, and I really liked it. Again, it was very dependent on the guy in the mask and just the setup of being in the basement with the phone ringing, that kind of stuff, the voices. But it was cool. I guess that... Yeah. The set she design definitely... on that was pretty accurate. Um, if I remember yeah. correctly, they did have you go into the room where he was sitting in the chair where he was supposed right. to be sleeping. Um, you know, the the basement-style room with just the bed and the phone. I mean, they, they pretty much nailed it, it as was, far as... Yeah, they got it right, but the problem being that... In the movie, that set worked, but in reality, I feel like that set's kind of boring. For us to go through it, I mean, it was it was really it was drab. There was not much to it. Right. So well, and you're also a lot of the houses. We like to look around and see all the details, but 
but there was there's not much detail to be had in that room because it was a very you know right spare I room, mean so. you you have to keep in mind that the three of us do not get scared easily no and... it's not a matter of, yeah we're not going to be scared we're going to appreciate the the design really you know the, the work that, that goes, goes into, into it. it yeah yeah so. That one, they there wasn't. They did what they could with what they had. It takes place essentially in a suburban house in the 1970s, and it's mostly in the basement. So lots of yeah. square concrete rooms and a couple of poorly decorated kitchens and living rooms to walk through, and then you were out of but it. But it was accurate. Yeah, it, it was. was accurate. I will say, like you, like we're saying that the when you're dependent on the killer in the mask as your main source of scaring, I think when you really where where you lose the the tension is when you've got as soon as you walk in one room you've got that same guy jumping out of you that just jumped out at you you know a minute ago and to the point where you could turn around and see two guys dressed like the same guy it's like when when they're that close together then it kind of loses the tension of when's this guy going to jump out because the answer is he's always going to jump out yeah, it's, yeah so. there was probably 10 or 12 instances of the same guy in the same mask yeah, inside that exactly. one house. So, you know, a little redundant, but it was I enjoyed it just because I liked the movie. Uh, when we left that house, we went to Dead Man's Pier Winter Wake, which was actually a really great house. Dead Man's Pier was a scare zone, I think in 18 or 19, that was over in the area where... Uh, the terrible Fast and the Furious ride is, and Richter's Burgers, and all that. It was actually a scare zone, and then okay, this, this year, was the one that this was the one that was like you walking through a harbor town. Yes, 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 like a okay, northeastern and, and harbor like, town. Yeah, and there's like the 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 ghostly woman up there singing or something. Yeah, they built in. the entire ship inside there and everything. It was really really cool. Yeah. It, that one was arguably the best, you know, would, I, I think. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that as we go. But um, Right, definitely not the scariest, but as far as the no. design, I mean, from the instant you walk in the room and you see the lighthouse with the light going around and and you see basically the outline of this little harbor town, and then right. you start noticing all of the details, the, the ship that they built, the light projected on the ground to make it look like water in certain places and also the characters like they they weren't so dependent on one character it was like there were there were a ton of different types of of scares of you know different actors dressed up as different things that were trying to scare you um i, I mean i feel like they they had a uh, you know i don't know if it wasn't pirates but it was like just people that worked on a in a harbor type of thing exactly um, like dock workers or something you know wharf yeah, but but like turn of the century or something, so they had this antique look to them. Um, but yeah, I think we walked out of there. I'm like, I think I said that's that was clearly designed by somebody who has experience, you know, building stage pieces, um, you know, for for theater, because it had such a great use of forced perspective, you know, give, giving like filling this a small space with enough set pieces that made it made you feel like you were in a much larger space because when i think back on walking through the middle of that where again where it felt like you were in the middle of this little harbor town i had such a distinct feeling of what of how the town was built around this even though everything was tight it was just this forced perspective um it was really cool i mean like i said that that one had just the best you know ambience of anything yeah it the scare zone was great when they had the scare zone and this house was 
pretty incredible. Like this year was really, really heavy on the original houses. They did not have a lot of intellectual property houses this year. So we always usually like those that they've come up with. Usually a little bit better than the movie derived ones. They can be. Yeah, they definitely can be. Some of them are and I think another thing we were talking about is whenever you get the sense that there is some sort of a story, you know, a uh, that there, there's a theme to this, that as you walk through the house, you get the sense of a story developing. Yes, and, those, and I believe those are the best. it seemed like the theme of this house was that there's a this small harbor town. It's obviously a long time ago. All the boats are wooden and everything. And there's some type of winter storm that's blown in, and it's basically something has possessed the residents, is how I took it. And it was yeah. really, really cool how they pulled that off. The From the sets to the characters, it was easily one of my favorites. And we'll go through what our favorites were, but... Which, uh, which one had the... Well, I can't remember if it was that one or not. Which one had the... the the actor actor on like the the wire that was like no i think that was maybe a different house okay i i wish we remember which one it was maybe maybe we will as we go but uh, that was like at the, the end of the end of the house i think that but there was yeah yeah, yeah that kind of sweeps uh, swoops down on this wire towards yours but i mean anyway. you know if you really think about this we're there all night you know we yeah. they open the gates at six o'clock we don't leave until well after one o'clock in the morning but each house that you're actually in, it only takes you a few minutes to walk through it. It's right. it's not like you're in there for 15, 20, 30 minutes at a time. So for them to pull off what they did in that short amount of two or three right. minutes that you're walking through is really incredible. Yeah, and just, what, just to be memorable is, is is amazing. Just if you if you can after walking through ten houses, if one of them can stand out, that's that is a an accomplishment, honestly. Yes, and I, and it, I did find myself wanting to go through that one again. We just yeah. did not have the time. Yeah, we ran out of time, but I would have done that house again. One thing to note that they've always been criticized for, we've criticized Universal for this. Every 10 feet or so, they have a staff member that's not in costume, they're not anything, and generally they're trying to rush you through the houses. They're telling you, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. They have a, a light or something. That didn't seem to me as uh, bad as it has been in the past. I Maybe did, it's because it was early that, September. But. I think it's because it was early, but I don't know that anybody even once told me to move. Like to move along. I don't. I don't remember that at all. So I, I did I feel there, like this year yeah. we got a little bit more time to see things compared yeah. to previous years. So yeah. once we finished Dead Man's Pier, we went to Fiesta de Chupacabra, which was basically a Mexican. Uh, yeah, that's one of the names that I read on, on the outline. You said I'm like I don't remember anything well, about that. It was the one. It part of it you felt like you were walking through a little Mexican town. Um, and then it had, it did have some of the creatures, some of the chupacabra, but most of it was the people in the weird masks that really didn't. That's right. Yes, that's right. It seemed to match anything. Were were they wearing like Aztec masks or something like that? Because it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. It It wasn't Mexican for sure. Yeah. It was like this weird Aztec mask or something. And then the chupacabra I really didn't get that. And and I, if I remember correctly, most of them were not hidden. They were not jumping out. They were just no, they were kind just of there, standing there with their masks on. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it's obviously it, it's not memorable. It was. 
they almost looked bunny like. <laughs> kind of Donnie Darko. Yeah, and it definitely it had it didn't have the Mex the town felt like a little Mexican town, but the yeah. masks didn't fit with the culture. Like you would think if their townspeople were all wearing masks, maybe it would be like a Day of the Dead type thing. But no, nothing. Yeah. It, none of it really. There was no there was no clear story. No, it yeah, didn't jive. Going back to that idea of you have to have some kind of a story that you're telling as you're doing this because, you know, when you think about kids sitting around a campfire at night what you know how do you get them in the mood to be scared you have to tell them a story to get them there and then once you get them there you can jump you can do the slightest little movement and jump out and scare people but but you're not going to have them on edge until you've told that story um like when i went through the myrtles plantation which is you know one of the considered one of the most haunted houses in america had they not, had I not taken the ghost tour before I went through there, then there's no way my mind would have been, you know, playing as many tricks as it was on me. No, so it, it, without it, it would just myself. be a house. So exactly. So it, yeah, that's that's some of the problem that they have with these. Is yeah, you've got you got to tell us that story to make us afraid of what you're trying to show us. Yeah, I didn't get that from that house. It was not one of my favorites. It was probably one of my least favorite. Actually, it didn't didn't wasn't memorable. Didn't register. But there's always a couple that are like that, and they're different for different people, so that's okay. So we left yeah. there and went to the Halloween house. Now, Universal and Horror Nights has had Halloween several, several times. This is not a new story. It was not based off of the new reboot or sequels or whatever you want to call it, the the newer Halloween movies that are coming out. It was just the original it was, yeah, 78 it was the original. Halloween Right, because it actually started with seeing seeing the little kid in the clown costume that, that we started with. Yes, and um, that one, the set design was really well done. There was a point yeah. where you basically go, you're in the house, and then you go outside, and they had the entire, at least, facade of the Strode house right. out there. It was inside and the they building. Had like, the, like laundry on lines and stuff. Yeah, it was uh, It was very well done. And stuff. Yeah. It, it it was it, yeah it definitely the set itself is was was the best thing about it because it yeah it, it puts you there. Uh, unfortunately though, again, you're just dealing with so many people in in Michael Myers masks jumping out, you know, from every corner. Right, because in, in that when you're relying on a movie, um, yeah. there's not a whole lot of add-ins for that. So right, they they almost have to rely really heavily on him and. I, I don't think so, though. I think I think there there are other ways to do it. I, I think you can you can use other scares. I mean, we were talking about all the different ways you can you can scare people. Uh, I think you scare them, let people scare themselves sometimes uh, by just having you know think about the, you know you kill the lights and you walk down all of a sudden throw a bright light on and there's a mirror right in front of you. You just scared yourself. Like that's just so again being so heavily dependent on the one type of scare. Is what separates, you know, the the decent houses from the great houses. Like, I think it does. As we as we move along and talk about them, some of the other ones, I think we'll see what makes them stand out is they have multiple ways to scare you. Right, and I don't remember if this happened in the Halloween mask, but I did like that in some of the houses they had what looked like a wall, just a you know solid wall, and then from behind it they would light up that room. And it would be where you could see into it and there was someone in there. 
And, and that was surprising. Um, and I like yeah. that effect because again, you're not relying on the general scare of someone jumping out at you. Um, you don't realize that there's anyone there. Right. It's like your eyes playing tricks on you. Mm-hmm. And that's a different type of scare because you know, you just saw a wall there. Right. So now, so now it may, it's making you do a double take. It's like, you're looking, you're looking back at that, you know, and it does kind of, if you're not scared, you're, you're at least impressed. Yeah, it, it's so that, a neat effect. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. As long as they, as long as they do something that makes you remember remember what happened, uh, and you're not gonna if you got jumped if some guy if some guy in a Michael Myers mask jumped around the corner at you twelve times, then your mind is only gonna remember just that as all one time really, because it's the same thing. But overall, I thought they did a good job on it with what they had. I don't remember specifically where those unique scares i wish we would have taken better notes as far as that goes now it's been two weeks since we were there it's a little bit hard to remember but it was overall a good house we went from there to the spirits of the coven which was that is one if you don't remember that started out you basically go into like a speakeasy seemed like in 1920s type bar they they lead you downstairs and then it turned out that it was like a witch's coven where they were all dressed in like flapper girl type dresses and uh, killing people and that kind of stuff. It it was okay. Uh, that was a middle of the road yeah, one for me. It had, it had a stories like you could see that you know being a movie or something. And I think that that that's one of the best ways to to rate some of these is like, could you see that being a, a horror movie? Um, I mean, of course, you can see any of them being a horror movie. Some of them might not be very good. Um, I mean, you know, you can pull up all kinds of shit on Tubi. Um, but would that be a good horror movie, I guess, is, is the question. And, uh, yeah, that, that's not a bad idea, I think. For, I, I, I'm glad you reminded me about it because I had already kind of forgotten um, the whole premise and everything. Um, I don't remember anything about that one that stood out, like, as far as any kind of scare or anything. I don't know, Kathy, what do you, what do you got? Um, I, I just noted that the the speakeasy style was cool and um that it was not extremely scary or um memorable honestly i mean it was cool it was a good design and everything it just wasn't as memorable as some of the other ones yeah so after we got out of that house we took a break and grabbed some dinner josh you ran over and got a burger at richter's because that tasted uh yeah, that taste test did the trick. It did. It, 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 that sales pitch worked for you. So you grabbed a burger. Kathy and I got a table at Finnegan's. We, we've we been pass holders at Universal now going on nine or ten years, and we've never eaten there because we always have the kids with us, and they don't ever want that kind of food. So we went and sat down there, and I think Kathy had a burger, and I had fish and chips. It was good. We... It was nice to just sit and get off our feet for a few minutes. You just brought your food over and sat with us. Yeah. And, uh, I thought was I was going to have to kick the guy's ass for a second because he, he, he stopped me as I was walking. He's like, you can't bring that in here. And he immediately said, I'm, I'm kidding. But I'm like, for, for like nanosecond there, I was like, fuck you, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Anyway. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was very impressed with the food there. Um, they bring you the soda bread with regular butter and apple butter which i ended up really liking um ben's not a fan of that kind of stuff so he didn't even try it um well, i ended up taking what you didn't use and i put it on my burger which was amazing and you can, 
tip for everybody out there: uh, try putting apple butter on your like bacon cheeseburger. It was it worked really well. Yeah, and my burger was fantastic. Probably the best one I've ever had at that park. Um, but I think that that's you know, I, I it was not standard park food. No, it, it wasn't. It's the, like pub pub food, I guess, is what they're going for. They're yeah, it's like, like an Irish pub type place. Yeah, right. But it didn't taste like a burger that they just pulled out of a package, frozen, and right. slapped it on the grill for a few minutes and then gave to you. It it had more flavor and it was very good. So we got dinner knocked out and then we walked over to the lagoon and watched the Marathon of Mayhem light show. Now, for those of you who don't know, during the regular park season when it's not Halloween, they do a show on the water. They basically, it's like Vegas, they have the jets of water and they project movie clips and things onto it. It's a really cool show. We've seen it a couple of times. And then they do it horror-themed during Halloween Horror Nights. And it's an impressive show just to see it. It's neat. It's not a, a medium that you see very often. But this year, I felt like the story just kind of went to crap. It started out It started out with this really cool thing. It, they showed you a book. It was going to be like a children's book and that took a dark twist. And then it just went way off in left field and lost track of the story. It was kind of like herding cats. But it, it was well done, I thought. Y'all can give your input. But I thought they cool. did it. I mean, yeah, it, it was. But again, about halfway through... I started losing interest because it, it wasn't, you know, like I said, it wasn't telling any kind of story anymore. It's just, it just got random. It just went random. It's like it had a clear, it was from the beginning, it was clearly the slideshow was trying to tell this story that involved, you know, okay, kids, open up your storybook and let's tell the story. And it just kind of departed from that in the middle and it never really recovered back into any kind of semblance of, uh, of any kind of story any narrative. and i'm always um, impressed with the light show it, it's uh, it's mm-hmm. a very cool effect um and i don't ever mind watching it uh and some of those specific halloween effects were cool there was one part where they had one of the characters like melted into a pool of green and mm-hmm. it it looked amazing i i do agree that the story got to a point where i was like um I don't understand what's happening anymore. Right. Yeah. Hey. Just imagery. We we did discover that that Ben does not know who who the weekend is, or he thought he was. He thought the weekend was a woman, because uh, <laughs> once he started singing blinding blinding lights or whatever, you know. That's, we're we're going to yeah. talk about that in a minute because they did play blinding lights by the weekend yeah. while this show was going on, and I had never heard it before. Uh, and how if, did you manage to not? To me, it's like as. It's like Uptown Funk. It's like, how did you avoided that song? Well, I'll preface this because the Weekend House is the next house we're going to talk about. I yeah. am rapidly becoming the get off my lawn old man. I reject <laughs> pretty much any music made after like 1994 ish. I get that, but it's like, how do you manage to avoid? Is what gets well, me I live on an like, island. We only have two radio stations on the whole island. We have classic rock and country. So you don't you don't watch any like you don't watch TV, do you? Like, we don't like, have cable. We haven't had cable in like TV, years. Right. So no, we so don't. you're not you don't have to deal with commercials or any kind of thing, anything like that. No, not at all. You're well, not a sports guy, so you didn't see the Super Bowl halftime show. He did or did not. Like that. No, not at all. So yeah. No. It's amazing that he manages to avoid things like that um, pretty regularly, actually. Um, 
he just now got into watching videos on Instagram and and that even took a while. He was very against that at first. Yeah, I don't have TikTok. I don't I, I for as nerdy as I am, I avoid a lot of the typical outlets. Well, I, I just don't It's like it's like I saw somebody post it's like I don't I don't have TikTok. I watch TikTok videos a week after they're popular, like a normal human being does. Yeah, on Instagram, <laughs> on Instagram. and I watch and I watch them on Instagram. Yeah, or Facebook reels or whatever. Yes, but um, in the meantime, yeah. get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> right. Never mind that I but, don't you know, have a lawn. Like, but you you're you do like '80s music though, don't you? I love '80s music. And okay, so it's like his vibe is total '80s music vibe. I know. Yes, and but, I've but been listening to going, it since then. He's so. not going to open up to that unless you force him so, into yeah. it. So, <laughs> so are, are you are you are you slowly becoming a weekend fan now? Is that what's happening? I, I guess so. I've been listening to it at work. It's uh, yeah. He definitely has an '80s vibe. I saw somebody compare him to Michael Jackson. I I don't think oh. I would go that far. I wouldn't go that far. But no. Yeah, he's he's uh um, he's crea- he's he's got a, he's got a creative sense about him. That, and again, leading into this this next house, which may be my favorite house of the night. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's a toss up between that one and and the uh, and the uh, Dead Man's Fear. Right? So being the curmudgeon that I am. When I saw the weekend, I was like, "What the hell is the weekend?" Is that like I don't understand? And Kathy's like, "That's a singer," and I'm like, "It's probably stupid then." So yeah, so he 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 designed. I don't even know. Is that is that what it is? Did he just give them his likeness to do whatever he wanted, or did he design that house? I really don't have the backstory of it, and I don't I would love know. To think that he that he designed the house. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and say that that's the story. Yeah, and most of the. Songs they played in the house seem to come from his album that Blinding Lights is on. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the name of the album, but I but- was the same way. I expected absolute garbage, and I was blown away with how good this house was. Well, and maybe <laughs> that's the thing, because I have talked to a couple of other people that have been already, and The weekend was not their favorite house. Um, so maybe walking in expecting nothing is the best thing. Maybe yeah. I mean well yeah but I mean I I wasn't expecting nothing I was actually thinking that he was gonna have something neat you know yeah uh, I've seen like you know like it's a Super Bowl halftime show and stuff like he's definitely involved in the creative you know building that set that they did for that and everything um so yeah I don't I mean I could see why he, it wouldn't be your favorite but I don't know I mean I, I think it, it, it should be top five you know at least the top half for everybody I think but. With a lot of these houses, and we haven't mentioned this in this episode so far, but timing is everything. Because sometimes you'll just hit it at awkward moments where the scare happens before you get to it, or it'll happen behind you and you don't really see it. And I think that our timing in this house was really good. Um, yeah, I think did y'all did y'all well, let's first of all talk about the house itself, which was called like Weekend After Hours or something like that. After Hours Nightmare, yes. Okay, so supposedly what what seemed to be the story was I think we were it, you know it's different ways to look at it, but it was like the weekend was performing in a club or something, and it's like after afterwards this is this is what was happening in this crazy club, almost like a From Dust Till Dawn situation of like seems like a normal bar and then all hell breaks loose type of thing. Um, it was just this strange i'm trying to think of what to even uh compare it to um maybe like an anime or type of type of thing where you know it's like uh things started you know erupting from him like 
circuits and, and things were just kind of coming out of his body in this first, I remember one of the first rooms we went through, he was on stage and it looked like stuff was starting to come out of him or whatever. Um, but yeah, there was this, just this, this, and again, this, this idea of being at a club, uh, back, and even like backstage, which I can relate to, um, and just under just just that vibe, which where things really do get weird after you know two or three o'clock in the morning sometimes. Right. Um, but but yeah, some of the scares that 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 happened in there were really were just good. I, I remember that we we had four of them. Did you get all four of them written down? I don't remember. No, I only have. Can't ever, could, could three. Never remember that fourth, I, I fourth one. Remember I know there was another one. thing. Um, but, so I mean, the one thing that I can say is that they did not rely on the likeness of the weekend to scare you. Right. He no, was on stage and you, you saw him very clearly the instant you walked into a room, what yeah. they did to scare you. Um, one, they had the animatronic torso that started moving, which didn't really catch me again. That's just a timing thing. No, wait a minute. That one of those was not a torso. It was a person. Oh, okay. It, it was a headless person. So it was sitting. It was just this headless body sitting down or whatever, or laying down or whatever. And you, you, you could have sworn it was just. It was not real. It was just this headless thing. And then it gets up. You know, it's okay. a person in the thing. So that's that's what you know. I thought was really good because they managed to hide it so well that because when your brain when you see a person that doesn't have a head, you immediately think, well, that's that's a just a dummy okay. and they had designed it so well that that however they did it it worked so because when you did move it kind of it made you jump a little bit you're like i didn't expect that to be moving mm -hmm. and, and that didn't get me again because i didn't see it yeah it didn't you know? it right. happened i think you were in front of josh and i on that one and we did see it it was cool what what mm -hmm. do you have for your next thing uh there was someone in the ceiling that was reaching down oh, yeah. to scare you which mm -hmm. They didn't utilize that a lot this time around. We had so. actually talked about that one or two houses mm -hmm. before, how they were not using under and above to get people, just right. besides. Right. And then uh, the third thing that I actually have mentioned was the girl that was in the bodysuit that was the same pattern as the wall. So if you yeah, walk through yeah, the room at the right time, cool. you don't realize that she's there because she blends in so well. Right. That was very. That was very cool. Yeah, um, she she worked. had the same pattern as the wallpaper, and essentially, mm -hmm. when she kind of stood out at you, it looked like it's a piece like kind of like wall. the at the end of a hallway you were going down or something. Yeah, you know, exactly. so she's like you can't you can't avoid you can't avoid her, but she's there and you don't see her, and that's just that was really cool. Right. Uh, well thought out for sure. Yeah, it, it actually turned out to be one of the best houses this year, and I knew nothing of the weekend. Now. I've listened to quite a bit of his music. I've watched some of his videos, and a lot of his videos do have like a horror type of undertone or theme. So okay. uh, it makes way more sense to me now than it did on September directly 9th. before yes. walking into the house. I had. I know, I know when he first came when he first came out. Really, uh, his biggest thing was just the way his hair was. Just, I mean, that was like his defining characteristic because it was. Very strange hairdo that he and he's toned that down since. But uh, but yeah, that's that's the main thing I remember. But before I even knew his music, I knew the guy with the crazy hair. That's that's the weekend. Yes. So in the theme of going into things, and so weekend and Universal Monsters Legends Collide were right next to each other. Uh, I was looking forward to Universal Monsters way better than the weekend. I was like, let's just go do the weekend. It probably sucks. 
And Correct. so after the weekend, we went to Universal's Monsters, and it pretty much sucked. So those two well, were backwards. Were, there were a couple things. Well, the, the, the reasons it sucked, first of all, again, no clear story here. They were trying. As we were in line, they were, there was this recording of what – I don't know. I'm still not even sure who it was. Was it supposed to be like the Wolfman or something talking? I don't know. Um but just talking, talking about you know, like trying to build this up, you know, like we're following his journey or something. But it didn't make any sense. Uh, right. But when you when you got into it, it was very much. It started off as uh, a tomb, like a mummy tomb. So you're walking through like what would be like a pyramid tomb or something like that. Right, and, and, and just really a, cool design. Just to know? preface this, there there were mm-hmm. three different legends. It was supposed to be the mummy and Dracula and the werewolf. And the right. Yeah. So right. So. So, yeah, you think that you're going to get into this house and it's going to be divided into three, you know. But no, like the, it's like while you're still in these mummy tomb catacombs, all of a sudden the wolfman's jumping out and Dracula's jumping out. And it's like it didn't make – now, it did have one of the coolest effects of any house. There was a time when you look off to the left and it's like you're, you're looking in a mirror and you see Dracula – what, do, you, do y'all remember this? Dracula's walking in the distance, like he's walking, walking, and you, like he's like a, it's it's like his reflection in a mirror. I can't remember how, I can't even remember how to ex- quite say how to explain this, but you see him kind of in the distance when you look into this mirror, and it's like he's behind you or something like that. But there's no, you know, there's no way he's behind you because there's a bunch of people behind you. But it it worked really well. Maybe y'all missed it or not. I but did it was, not catch that. Yeah, one. I didn't it catch was it. Really cool. It was really cool how they did that. Um, well, I mean, I felt like that house, the first 80% of it was the mummy. And then mm-hmm. in the last couple of rooms, they tried to throw all three of them together. And it yeah. it just didn't make a lot of sense. You know, I, I mean, expected... it was one cool moment where, where two of them were fighting and the third one swings in or something like that. And it right. looked, it was kind of, it was kind of cool. But it, at the same time, it just, it was so dependent on you getting the exact right time to catch it. Right. You know? And I expected, you know... A couple rooms of the mummy, couple rooms of Dracula, couple rooms of the Wolfman, and then right. maybe a couple rooms of all three of them together. And it, it just didn't break it up like no, that. It so. was half. It was half mummy, and then the other half was just kind of. I don't even know what they were. I don't know where we were. Really, to be just thrown for together. The yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. one didn't really hold a lot of water for me. It was okay, no. but they they haven't had a, a really down. good Universal led monsters. They did house in, in a long time. Said, you said L.A. I, had a good one. The L.A. was great. It had it had it was Frankenstein. It was all of them. It had Frankenstein, the Invisible Man as well. Um, it was just it was great. It had like the windmill set and everything. Um, towns like townspeople, uh, pitchforks and all that. It was it was it was brilliant. Um, but yeah, that was that was 2018 um, in L.A. So. so after the monsters, we went to Bugs Eaten Alive, which is another original house they did this year. And the premise of this one was, it, first off, it was set kind of in the 1950s, and it had a very Fallout vibe to me. Yeah, and, atomic age. Stuff. Yes, they were right. selling this product, and it, it was a wall-mounted unit that looked like an old-school intercom, for those of you who are old enough to have had houses or been to a friend's house that had an intercom system. And it was supposed to be a bug repellent, and the thing did not work whatsoever and every room had one and they usually had some kind of green fog coming out of it and bugs had just taken over everything and they started growing i guess too because there were like or maybe the people were mutating into bugs but it was like there were 
human-sized bugs by the time this was over. Yeah, but it, it was like a giant corporation thing. We're here to help, and yeah. we're selling you this device to keep the bugs out of your house, and it just went awry. And I thought the story was pretty good on this house. It was uh, neat. Like I said, it had that very 50s fallout feel to it, and uh, yeah. it was really a cool house. I enjoyed it. They could have done more. We talked about it afterwards. I said they should have had peanut shells on the floor so it felt like you yeah, were walking on bugs good. the whole time. Right. Same thing. Like I said, there should have been some strobe effects because there was a lot of bugs that were just like glued to the wall. I'm like, I should have right. some strobe the effects on stationary, those. Stationary. Made, they... made yeah, it would have made you think they're moving, but right. uh, they didn't. Obviously, they were not moving. I can say um, I, they did have a couple of effects, though. They had some stuff hanging from the ceiling that was very thin. Yeah. And the made, little thin threads that yes. you would walk through, and it just made you feel like you walked into spider webs. Yeah. Right. And, and then of course, there was one area that they had the puffs of air on your legs. I wish they had yeah. done it a little bit closer to like the ankle area, but, but yeah. they did have that. And so I remember very specifically walking oh, uh, out of I, that I, house and like rubbing my arms because you yes. just feel like there's stuff right. crawling on you. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, I did the same thing because I'm that's one of my phobias is. is Anything with more than four legs, pretty much. Um, spiders, specifically spiders. But if it's got if it's got more than eight legs, it's even kind of worse than spiders to me. Like a giant centipede is just worse. Freaks me out more than spider. Um, but yeah, it, it was it, it was well done. Like I said, it had a, it had a good what seemed to be a fairly clear story to it. Uh, a nice progression. That's one. That's another thing that, that we talk about. That, like that's very important. Is that progression. How when we first walked into that, it was like a just a, a you know fifties housewife or something, and and her little machine was just starting to go wrong, you know. And right. then, but as you went through, things would get were getting worse and worse, and that that works so well when you have that because again, there's a clear storyline happening here. Right. Um, if you yeah. jump in and and you're, from the get go, you're just you're jumping into the third act. It just doesn't it doesn't work. There's no build to it. And um, I, th I think but, that there's a lot of people that can relate to being creeped out by this house. Not scared. You know, there's not any jump scares in this house that, y you know, you are caught off guard. But right. I, I think that it's a very common thing to have people that are uh, at least disgusted by bugs mm -hmm. and, and don't want to be around them. And so when you're right. forced into a room where it looks like there's thousands, uh, yeah. it it's a good effect. It is that, like you said, they could have done a little bit more. Um, well, yeah, I think like like Ben said that something crunchy on the floor, you know, reminiscent of Temple of Doom, you know, yeah, sound like fortune cookie, you know that that type of uh, that would help, you know, or even just the sound effect of like crawling, creepy crawling insects, you know, right, um, right. coupled coupled with the crunch and coupled coupled with the strobe effects, all these different things put together um, could really get you there better. But but even that being said, it's yeah, it's still probably top three houses. That one For was sure. just, it moved along well. It did. Yeah, it was. It was one of my favorite ones. So, well done house. Could have been a little bit better. After that, we went to the Nightmare Fuel show. And for those who don't know, Nightmare Fuel replaced Bill and Ted's, which I'm Rip. still bitter about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's was always funny. Uh, Nightmare Fuel, I'll let y'all discuss it. I... I well, I it, mean, it's impressive, but it okay. So it's always good to sit down and get a break when you're doing a lot of walking mm -hmm. and waiting in line. You know, at some point, it's good to just sit down. Um, it this show, it's an interesting mix of 
you know, it's got a storyline to it. There's a little bit of magic involved, or, you know, illusions at least. Yeah, sleight of hand, sleight of body, and all that. Yeah. Right. Mr. Um, misdirection, yeah. Misdirection, exactly. Um, they do a lot of dancing in um, what I can only describe is BDSM-style clothing. Uh, a lot of right. leather and... Um, you know, black and red and straps and I, I don't know. I mean, it's, right. it and is what it is. A, you know. a lot of flame, you know, the, that's oh. the nightmare fuel, you know, or, uh, so a lot, a lot of, a lot of that. I mean, it's a, I'll put it this way. If you, if you, first of all, I think it helps a lot if you like like club music. So if you like that yeah. type of beat and that type of music, and again, I don't, I don't dislike it, but I'm not, I don't go to clubs, but if you're the type of person that goes to clubs, you're already you're you're in on this because you're mm-hmm. you're vibing with just the the music. Um, but on top of that, you know it's it's like you know if you, when you those uh what do you call it like uh, acrobatic but uh, like Cirque du Soleil style. Aerial. Yeah, the aerial stuff that they were doing, you know, hanging hanging from um, from ropes and rings and things like that. Um, that was very impressive. That part um, is is always good. Um, yeah, and and the fire tricks were cool too. Um, mm-hmm. It's you not know, a boring show by any not. means. It's like yeah, yeah. It's it is it's a good way to sit down and spend you know what was it twenty minutes probably twenty five so. minutes. Yeah, it's about twenty five minutes. It, it yeah, it's fine. I don't mind going to it. And it, again, you always have to sit and take a break. It's just like I said, mm-hmm. we walked almost fifteen miles that day between Volcano Bay and the parks. So yeah, it it's was funny when you think about this because we started at six and we knocked out. It felt like we knocked out those first four or five houses within like an hour and a half or two hours maybe. And we were, we were looking at each other like, well, we're going to get out of here by like midnight. And that's not what happened. No, I'm that like, didn't happen at all. And and to preface that, we didn't spend a lot of time in any line for a house. Right. Just yeah. a few minutes, you know, 15, 20 minutes the, tops. Just the sheer amount of walking that it takes to do this. It, that's that's part of it. That's why it's going to take you so long to do this. So so that by all means, again, get the express pass because you're going to walk even further. Uh, well, I guess you you walk even further with a with a regular pass. Um, although it's it's ridiculous how long some of these lines are when you're not even in line. You're just walking to try to get to where the line is, you know, backed up. Um, it's well, crazy. I, I mean, some of these lines felt like they were probably a mile long one line yeah so it's crazy because it starts like at the entrance to a ride or near a bathroom or between two rides and then it basically goes into the back lot of the studios and you're just snaking through all of these lines and ropes and it does take a long time so we did okay considering you know we did a lot of bouncing back and forth this year but that happens not some so years. much as last year though. Last no, year we did a lot of back and forth, and I felt like this year we did a little bit better at sticking to a, a good path and and not putting a lot of extra walking on ourselves because right. you know at the, at the point that you've walked fifteen miles in a day, with the exception of, with the exception of trying to find that last house, I think. Yes. We, oh God, that we're one's... almost there. We're almost there. That well, one's <laughs> that one's always hard to find. It is. So. It it it, it yeah. never is easy because if it was easy you would have done it already well and what i realized after the fact unfortunately is that i had um one of the maps that was like an early release map it was like a speculation yeah so Uh, they had switched 
two of the locations of the houses. So as we're looking for this one, I'm like, it's supposed to be between these two, when in reality, it was off to the side a little bit. But. So yeah, after the nightmare fuel, we went to Descendants of Destruction, and that took place in a subway tunnel, essentially, that had been taken over by some type of horror monsters, or I don't even remember. It wasn't no, I, wholly yeah, I, memorable. I have no recollection of this one really uh, was this the one where where the where it ended with the wheelchair lady oh i think it might it might be um i think we'll it was to, I i'm almost certain do you, it do you, was do you remember anything about this one kathy because i don't remember anything about it. um i just Sorry. remember the subway being a good design i mean they th- did we, we get on a subway car yes yeah. we went through a car okay. a couple times and there was another part where i think i think it was this house that it looks like the subway car is coming towards you, like the horn blows. Oh, and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That right. was kind of neat. I, I feel I like that, they it, used... That might have happened right after that was when the wheelchair happened, maybe. But yeah. yeah, go ahead. And I feel like they relied a little bit in this house on like the light and the sound to scare you. Mm-hmm. Not so much but what the... Was, what was the... What was, what was the, the nemesis, though, of the house? I, of the, I don't remember. Like, I don't either. It, oh, no, I don't. Was that... it, it was underground dwellers? Was it like Chud or something? What was it? It, it, I, I yeah, know. I got nothing. <laughs> it it, I mean, it wasn't okay, yeah, memorable. It was not memorable, yeah. and you have to realize that by this point, it, we're well after midnight. Yeah, we mean, were pretty it, shot it, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think if if, if if it was that house, how many how many houses are left after this one? One. So it had to be okay. So it, so I think it was this house. Uh, so yeah, as we're walking out, this guy comes like running with this pushing this lady in a wheelchair and he's right like off to my left in, in my peripheral and as fast as he's moving i'm like this is okay this is some some part of the thing of the house where they're scaring you of pushing someone with a wheelchair but no it was just somebody pushing somebody with a wheelchair but it's it kind of it kind of made me jump a little bit when i saw it and i'm like and my mind immediately said that's part of the ride so as soon as we walk off of this out of this house i'm laughing they are hysterically laughing i can't even get out of them what happened because uh, again because i'm the shortest one in the group they usually push me to the front because they can see over me i can't see when i'm behind especially ben who's over six feet tall so um i I did miss a couple things because i was in the front yeah but, but yeah, the, the the wheelchair was the best part of that, and it wasn't even part of it. Yes, it wasn't even a part of it, and it was the best. It, it was it was funny. It the theme on that was well done. It was fine. It just wasn't memorable. So yeah. after we came out of that, we rode Men in Black, which is always a classic, and then we worked our way over to the Harry Potter part of the park, where we realized very quickly that they had shut the rides down at midnight. So we did not get to do this Green was Gods. Like, this was literally like 12.08 or something. Yeah, it was it like was, we, barely, we just missed it. Just yeah. barely yeah. missed it. So yeah. Because we did make Men in Black, and we went straight to Green Gods, and they were like, sorry, closed. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, well, that's fine. We'll do Transformers. And we go out, and Transformers yeah. is closed, too. So apparently, if you're going to Hard Nights this year, midnight, they shut the rides down. So if you want to yeah. get your rides in, uh, take that as your breaks and get them and done. That was... That was also the the lowest and worst score on Men in Black that I've ever done. That was yeah. I, 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 I think Josh pathetic. and I were both in the like thirty thousand to sixty thousand range. It was I, bad. With Josh being on the lower end of that. I was yeah. I think I might not have even had twenty. It was and, bad. Uh, it might have been the teens. Ben, I, I, uh, my, I think my sights were screwed up there. Like I said, my gun was definitely like well, rattling. You know, but. then we're next to Ben who has four hundred thousand plus. Right. So right. I think it was exactly. like four sixty five is what it I ended was, at. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've so never maxed it, though. Up. Right. Yeah, we, we had the higher thing out of the two cars. We always but... have the higher average when Ben's with us. Yes. I'm just saying. Well, so... That was, was fun as I mean, always. When I went, when I went the next day, I still shot terribly. I might have doubled my score, but that still sucks. <laughs> um, it, it, I don't know if I'm getting, I'm getting worse at that or what. But it's like I, you, you see your laser light on the wall when you're, when you say so you got these guns, men in black, you're shooting all the aliens and stuff, and every gun's shooting a laser light, but you can't tell which one's yours. Right, and so, that, so that is my struggle. To adjust to that, yeah, and it's like that's what's throwing me off that both times. But the first time, I think my sides were just screwed. I will say, a little um, insider tip, it is better to just hold the trigger versus trying to uh, oh, I didn't think about that. continuously pull, you know. Ben, do you do that? I do. I just hold it down. Never yeah. let it go. Oh, God damn it. All oh, right. well, oh I, I didn't realize you didn't know now that. Now you got to make another no, trip. Not, no. Now oh, you got to make another trip. You could do that. Yeah. Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm definitely, okay, my score is going to go way up now. You're so, welcome. <laughs> yeah, and also, pro tip, shoot your own car. When it tells you to shoot the oh, yeah. fusion I exhaust port on your car. Can, yeah. But you really need to be in the back seat to do that well because yes. it's kind of hard to, to do it otherwise. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Well, damn it. Okay. Holding the, holding the trigger down, now that I know that, I'm like, full auto next time. All right. Next trip. Yeah. Next trip. Yeah. So, after we found out that Green Gods and Transformers were closed, we went to Hellblock Horror, and that was the last one. It was set in a prison, and it was probably my least favorite house of the night. You I go have, in. I have no recollection. Of, of it. Yeah, oh no, me. I have a recollection and it's Fast okay. and the Furious level bad because apparently you go into this prison and it's been taken over by zombies and these prison guards are screaming oh, yeah, at you to core. detonate the power core and I'm like core, we have, that's right. I work in law enforcement and we have three jails and none of them has a power core. <laughs> I don't know what we would do if they were taken over by zombies but it the, oh, shit. the entire it's time like, they're like screaming about the three mile island. Yeah. yeah. They're, the whole time they're yelling about getting to the the core it was like family in fast and the furious it got old after right. about the third time so especially especially since it didn't make any sense to begin with but yeah, yeah. um did we, i can't remember did, did we blow up the core what I, I don't know um, i don't know i was just glad we got out of there because that was the very last thing we did before it was time to catch the bus and go back to the room so i was thankful for right. that yeah, I almost wish we had skipped that one and gone and done with the other ones, though, <laughs> because yeah, I, I don't I mean, feel it, like it was worth it. But the only, the only problem was we didn't we already used our fast passes, so I like know. we couldn't. Have, yeah, no, we, we wouldn't have got through the lines twice as long. Yeah. But. So uh, the scare zones for this year were the horrors of Halloween, Scarecrow, Cursed Soil, which was over closer to ET. Uh, yeah, what that that little lane there between like the crepes and and when you come out by the the animal actors place um that, that that's always a good place for a scare zone because it's dark it's They're dark and it's narrow it i always yeah. love that area it it yeah. never fails to disappoint um mm -hmm. the only thing is i i did try to get a picture with ben with one of the characters and they were very they, uh they were they were in not. character i guess because they yeah. were not wanting to be friendly no we um, weren't we didn't have any luck with that yeah right uh the next but, scare zone was did you have something else for this one? No, I was going to say, what was the first one you said again? That uh, Horrors of Halloween. Now, what was that? That's over on Main Street? Yeah, that was on the Main Street. I, what was it? I don't, I don't I, remember. I don't, did we, did I don't we, either. I don't, think we will, I don't think we really walked back through that area, so I guess we kind of missed that. We walked through it going to the last house, but we didn't really spend a lot of time over there. Um, 
The third one was Sweet Revenge. That was actually my favorite, but it wasn't y'all's. It was basically like a a town seemed, fair and a parade yeah. and like Farmer John had crashed his tractor into one of the booths and another it one was selling like a repurposed uh, Thanksgiving float. Um, yeah. Is what it seemed like. Uh, like gingerbread men or something running around. Um, I don't remember much about it, but it, that that area, I'm not, I, I'm never really a fan of that area, I think. Is that, well, unless that was the place where they had like the, like the rock musicians that one year. Like the Prince Zombie, that was kind of cool. That was cool. I remember that. Um, yeah. The next one was Gra- Graveyard Deadly Unrest, and I don't think that we walked through that area either. That was over where Born is and all of that. I don't no, think we that didn't. we made it through that. Okay, one. so that's what I'm thinking was the main street uh, because there I were no houses there. No, the main street with Horrors of Halloween. I do remember they had several people up on the stilts and yeah. costumes. Oh, so that's that's when you first walk in and go straight. Okay. Yes. So if you if, okay, yeah. And that's, they always have the still people there. That's right. where the still people are always at. Chainsaws and still people are always in that location. Yes, there were lots um, and lots and lots of chainsaws this year. Again. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, I think I think the idea being, even with the scare zones, still, if the story's not great, then it's not going to be that great. Um, so, the scarecrow thing, I don't know. Again, that, that one always works with story or not because I think just location works for it. But uh, I remember last year, at, right there in front of the mummy, where they this year they had the one you were talking about with the whatever it was. Uh, the sweet revenge was over there. The it it was like a county yeah. fair. Like they were having a parade and everything went awry. One yeah. of the booths had a bunch of human heads in it. I'd, it it the, had some, yeah, it had some interesting parts to it. I, I'm not going to hate on it completely. It wasn't that bad, but it was, it, it was still a little weak but last year that one was terrible like there was they were wearing like these it was like aliens or something i can't remember it was just wearing these gray masks yes that was something. where all the it was yeah it didn't it was terrible didn't hold didn't a lot of water last year yeah it didn't make any sense um but yeah it's, i think scare zone was we didn't we didn't really get our money's worth out of that i don't think we really we were tired by the time we were walking through some of them we didn't care yeah, we didn't pay uh, a lot of attention. So the graveyard, deadly unrest, we didn't make it to, and conjure the dark. I don't remember that much about that scare zone. I think that one was, was like where was that? I think it was maybe over close to Fast and the Furious. Mm. But oh, uh, one of those, yeah, one of those got me because they jumped out because I didn't realize there was even anything there to jump out, and I'm just walking along. Somebody jumps out at me. Um, but yeah, I think it was it was like a ma- magic thing or something like that. Yeah, we've never spent a bunch of time in scare zones. They're, they're really just something to walk through trying to get to the next thing. Because I, despite I feel like the purpose of them is to keep people moving quickly. Yeah, despite I having... Think that's why they even exist. Despite having Express Pass, we were in the parks. We did stay and scream. The event ends at 2 a.m. And I think we were probably still 1.30 getting back to the yeah. room. So it seemed to be winding down around one. Just as everything seemed to be everyone. It, the crowds were getting really thin by then. And again, it was September what tenth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's early. Yeah, closer for, to Halloween is is always going to be. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be insane. And that's honestly that's also the time when you're going to get the people inside the the houses telling you to hurry up and move along. Yes, and, all that, and you know? I've already seen in the pass holder group like this weekend the event completely sold out. So it's already beginning. I'm glad we went when we went and got to yeah. experience a little bit more of it. So who wants to go first? Top three? We'll let Josh Ooh. do the honors. Top three, um, I mean, like I said, in no particular order. Yeah, the, the Weekend, the Dead Man's Pier, and um, 
and the Bucks. Um, I don't know what particular order. I'm leaning toward Dead Man's Pier for first and Weekend for second, but it's 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 dead heat between them. I think. Well, and I have, I mean, I have the same favorites, but they're all my favorites mm-hmm. for different reasons. You know, the yeah. the Dead Man's Wharf was sheerly out of the set design. I mean, not right. scary Absolutely. to me at all, but just incredible. The the mm-hmm. the, just the design, amount of create the, the, the amount of creativity they... and just mm-hmm. the immersiveness of it where the perspectives, the perspectives that, they, that they provided that was, was great amazing um mm-hmm. the bugs eaten alive was definitely um just one of those that you walked out and you just felt mm-hmm. creeped out by it you felt creeped out and plus the art direction was was really good in it it was you know, that 50s yeah. atomic age vibe right um I think that's the commonality between all three of uh, all three of them was how well done the just the general design was. Design and story and story, were, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then the weekend um, because they were actually able to make me jump a couple times um, because mm-hmm. we talk about it a lot where um, I don't really get scared unless they're able to pull my attention in one direction and scare me from another direction. And they do not utilize that enough. I I wish that Mm -hmm. there was more to focus on in one area and then they would have someone try to scare you from the other side because that's effective. Um, Yeah. The only other thing that we've talked about as far as um, being able to scare you or at least keep you on your toes a little bit was the one year that they had the house where the floor was tilted a little bit because when you walk into Mm -hmm. a house and you're off balance and you're trying to keep that balance, your, your attention is automatically somewhere else. Exactly. It puts you, it puts you into the story because that one was like a riverboat that was like, you know, out in the swamp and is like, you know, crashed grounded and sinking, you know, half sinking. So so. it was, yeah. So it was to be tilted just worked so much for the story. Um, and it made it memorable. Yeah, and again, that was another original house, not a, right. a movie IP. So uh, mm-hmm. I will quantify mine just because, uh, but they're the same houses. We're we're really kind of all on the same page, I think. Dead Man's Pier mm-hmm. was my favorite. Uh, I have to give The Weeknd my number two spot just because I expected absolute garbage, and that was one time <laughs> where my pessimism and aggravation with modern things uh, actually paid off. And I can, I'm a man enough to admit when I'm wrong, and that was a really, really great house. And then number three, I'll put Bugs, just because I loved the vibe and the feel of the house and how they, how they designed it, what it looked like. Um, I was all about it. So it looks like that's a pretty good consensus. Does anybody have anything else they want to cover? Um, did, we, did we ever determine which one of the houses had the guy on the, on the wire system at the end of it? Was it the I subway can't. design one? I, I don't Maybe. remember at all. I don't know. I mean, it was it was one of the things. It was like so sad that they had it at the very end when it like it could have worked better in the middle, maybe. Right. Uh, because it's like as you're walking out, this guy comes kind of like screaming up from your right on this wire towards you. But like you're already kind of in the you can already see daylight kind of at that point. So it's like it, it didn't really work as well, I think. Um, but it's still give them, you know, give them a B forever, I guess, on that. Uh, but yeah, I wish we could remember exactly which one it was. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, overall, it. if I was if I was having to, you know, grade this one versus ones in the past, I, I still it's still closer to the bottom just because I think they're still trying they're still kind of getting their legs after the pandemic. I feel like um, 
Um, I, I know some of the earlier ones that I went to, there were more of them that I was. It also it's just got to do with you know there's a. It's like the it's like the park itself, okay. And you've been going for so long, they never change the scripts on any of the shows that are that are there. They they rarely add anything new to it. And the houses themselves, you start learning how they're going to scare you, and they're not trying too hard to change that formula. Um, so, like I said, the, every year I go, almost I like it a little bit less. But it it the bottom was definitely 2021, just because of the restrictions, pandemic wise. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping they they up their game next year uh, and try to find some more, you know, just original and creative ways to uh, to scare you. You know, it definitely um, it definitely had. It, I felt like it was on the uptick from the prior years. I really oh did. definitely. Yeah, but that's well, I think it's all, definitely on the uptick from 2021. From, but I don't know about 2019. No, um, no, we'd have to go back and relook at that. I I just right. It felt like it was better. I had a good time overall. It just Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always more opportunity. You talk about different ways of getting you and different ways of scaring you. We had you you went with us to that haunted house in Miami before it moved that mm-hmm. was in the Connex boxes that had the bridge through the spinning tunnel that you walked on. Yeah. One year that one had a hallway and it had basically like material on both sides with fans so it was like inflated so you had to squeeze through it to get through like different things like that they can do to throw you off guard making it more tactile and we also talked about just the idea of if you've got actors and if you've got scarers they don't always have to be doing scaring if you've got two actors there one of them can be getting attacked by the person that's scaring and that could throw you off because you know especially like we said if we if we have the people that that look like they're just us, you know, just someone that's just dressed normally walking through there and one of their actors jumps out and grabs them. It's like, that's going to freak us out a little bit. But yeah. if they have that type of stuff built well, into it, um, and we talked finding, about again, that. finding new ways to scare us. We talked about that, you know, make it look like they've been walking through the line with you the whole time. But honestly, if they would just wait for a little bit of a gap where you don't have mm-hmm. a line of people coming around the corner just a re- just a reset spot they just could a, still have that effect mm-hmm. without having to have a way to know which person is the one to grab and you know i mean i know that gets complicated so right. um, but even if they would just utilize a little bit of that space have like a dead area and then you go into a room where it looks like a person's walking through it and the actor starts grabbing that person and you know yanks them and just takes them away, takes them out of the room. Right. I mean, that yeah. you would be shocked by that, that that actually happened. Right. So, yeah, Just the idea of, of having a moment to stop would be great. Yeah. Well, I if, know they, they love this flow idea, but you think about some of these some of these lines that you're in, like E.T. or something like this, when you move into this one room and you're having to just watch this video for a minute. If you, if you moved a group of, you know, 20 of us into this room and then just stopped for even, you know, 20 seconds and – and let it let the let the stillness get there, you know, and then move us out. It's like I, I think it would just add to it. Again, you could also use it as setup for the story of the of the house that you're going through. I mean, like I said, there's there's tons of ways to improve it. I just don't know. I don't know that they are trying to. I, I think they just feel like this is our formula. We're going to keep doing it, which again is kind of par for the course for for amusement parks. That's usually the case. Is like they 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 don't want to change. You know, they're like. Why do we need to? Because change costs money. Well, yeah, and when you're raking in what it costs to go to these things, as long as it's still selling out every weekend, then I, right. that, I think they put too much emphasis on that as a 
barometer for how the event is versus what people actually mm-hmm. think that paid that much money to go to it, you know. But, uh, well, you know, Universal, if you're listening, of, we're available. Yeah. So, Right. I think the majority of people that go to these things, this is probably the one, the only time they'll go to it, you know, or maybe a couple times, you know. Uh, there's, it's, it's probably a smaller percentage of people that, that go every year, you know. Well, um, I, okay, let's uh, let's say that probably out-of-state residents uh, probably don't come more than just a, a time or two. Um, right. We know several people that live down here in the Keys with us, and, uh, you know, we'll go up for the weekend and we'll run into five people we know. So I think the the people that live within like a a decent driving distance, I I know you drove, Mm -hmm. but that's not typical for most people. You know, if you live within five or six hours, then um, I feel like you probably go more than once. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I would, I would hope so. But, but again, you never know. I mean, um, when we're talking about just the, Universal versus Disney and stuff like that. We all we always usually tend toward the idea that Universal seems to be more geared toward adults uh, than Disney is. Um, and I feel like a horror themed thing itself would probably obviously be more geared toward adults. Um, but anyway, all, all that. Oh crap. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Saints game was on. It's, it's over. Um, <laughs> Hail Mary interception. Anyway. Um, anyway, I lost track of what I was saying. But all all that I guess to to say that that uh, I wish they would change. Um, I, I wish they would try to do more things. Like I said, as simple as if you go to the Animal Actors Show, they've been using the same script for 20 years, or if not more. You know, if you go to any of those shows, they've been using the same script for however long the show's been around. And it's like, how hard is it to just add a couple more tricks or change the jokes or something? You know? Um, yeah, and actually, that's one thing to mention is that the horror makeup show actually after covid they changed it up just a little bit but it was effective um so when they had people coming back on stage they made it a joke with the hand sanitizer they got out this big bottle of hand sanitizer and you know as soon as you get up on stage they would make you rub your hands you know and then the other guy the other actor would also give you hand mm-hmm. sanitizer to the point that the person that's on right. stage hands is just dripping. Like you, right. you can't possibly rub this in anymore. And, and that, right. you know, simple, but yeah, it's effective, it's funny. Topical too. Yeah. It's good. It, it, that's good. But that's the type of things that uh, I think that was done out of necessity more than out of then. But again, that's what I like. I like to see somebody say, okay, not only do we have to do this now, but this is also an opportunity for us to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I want to, I want to see more of that. Just like let's find more opportunities. And it to doesn't be more take a lot. I mean, it doesn't. But no. that was always the thing that the Bill and Ted show was great for. Yes, is because it made it fun of everything that every happened year. in the past right. year. You know, it it, it mm-hmm. satirized everything, whether it was politics or pop culture yeah. or anything. So that's why that show is missed by so many people. I think is because it was different every time. Yeah, but, it was, and it was, it wasn't all, they were, not every joke was going to be great, but it was, it was consistently entertaining. It yeah, was, and, and it I may, remember, it did make you laugh. I do remember that when we first started going to, to Bill and Ted's, the first year we went was hilarious. It was awesome. The next year we were like, oh, okay, it wasn't quite as good as the last year. And I yeah. mean, I feel like it just decreased after that until the last year that they did it. And we maybe weren't as pleased with it. Um, I feel so, like the last year, if, if we knew it was going to be the last year, we, we definitely probably enjoyed it more. Because well, we're just like with everything stuff. else, yeah. Right. Um, Absolutely. But overall, not a terrible trip. Um, 
you know, I, I'll, we'll, I'll go again. We'll do it again next yeah. year. We do it all the time. And we'll also, if Daniel and Carrie do manage to grab a free weekend and go up there, we'll post another episode and see what their yeah, thoughts cool. were about it. But it was Any a great time. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually about to go, which was one of the best houses uh, from 2018, Poltergeist. I'm about to go see that right now. I think I'm going to be able to catch that 4 o'clock show because we're done a little earlier. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, that one, uh, that was a great house, great movie. I'm about to go catch well, it again for the 40th anniversary. Got them old. Enjoy that in the theaters, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Thank you for listening.